Welcome to the Life in Deep Ellen podcast, exploring the sacred in art, faith, and community. So I'm going to read um, from Acts. We're still in Acts, and it's chapter 2, verse, just the beginning of chapter 2 of Acts. So if you want to follow along, if you need a Bible, you can raise your hand um, or just listen. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes. Cretans and Arabs, in our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. Tongues of fire. This sounds like the name of a Christian punk band, (laughs) but alas, it is not to my knowledge. But this scene from Acts definitely has a punch to it. It's, It's fiery, it's strange, and it's really, really important. We keep learning together that scripture isn't just an instruction manual for best ways to live, but it's a living, breathing record of all the times God shows up among humans in extraordinary ways. And then what they do in response to how God shows up. This is the basic pattern. And boy, does God show up in this story. This scene is one of the most powerful scenes in all of scripture because it's really when the church is born. And we could sing happy birthday to the church if we wanted to today, but I will spare you that experience, and I definitely won't sing it in a Christian punk band voice, because that really is not what you need. But this really is when everything changed for the church, because without this scene in the upper room, this particular moment, you and I might not be gathered here in the name of Christ. It is that significant. Without this scene, we may have never heard the good news of Jesus of Nazareth and how his love changed everything. We wouldn't be up to the good trouble that we're up to now, life in Deep Ellum. 
This is the moment that one commentary calls an inbreaking from heaven. It turns out that showing up on earth is kind of God's thing. God showed up from the beginnings of creation, loving and leading the people of Israel through centuries of struggle, becoming flesh in Jesus of Nazareth. God just prefers to be active down here. But without this scene, the story could have ended with the ascension of Jesus, and that would have been a pretty fine ending. Maybe history would have recorded the life of Jesus and generations would have honored his legacy. Maybe the disciples would have gotten together to reminisce about the glory days with their friend Jesus. Remember that time we spent our whole lives following that dude around? Oh, that was fun. The story could have ended with some nice memories and nostalgia about the whole Jesus thing. But it didn't end there. It didn't end with the cross. It didn't end with the grave. It didn't even end with Jesus himself taking cloud transportation back to heaven. It didn't end there. That's the power of Pentecost. Pentecost was originally a Jewish harvest festival, and so it was a time when the Jews gathered to remember Moses receiving the law, the Torah. Penti, meaning five, was also called the Festival of Weeks, and it was celebrated 50 days after the Passover. But this Pentecost was a little different. And suddenly, this old tradition took on new meaning. Because instead of 50 days after Passover, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus, when the word of God rose in victory, again, it's a little bit different of a Pentecost. An old tradition becomes new. What's amazing about this day is that it originated in Jewish tradition, but now it was experienced by everybody. Not just one group of people. Jews and Gentiles, people from all different nations were gathered, and they were witnesses to God's inbreaking from heaven. They were included in the next act of God's story. Tradition can never truly prepare for all the ways that God comes to shake things up. We like to be prepared. We think our tradition has it figured out, and lo and behold, the Spirit of God blows in, and everything's different about what we know to be true. Luke says that there was a sound like the rush of a violent wind and then divided tongues of fire. Divided as in shared. Suddenly you see the power of God was not just something that one man could receive in a scroll of a law, a Ten Commandments. It wasn't just about one person. But suddenly the power of God was divided, it was shared. 
Once again, God shows that sharing power is who God is. Not sharing it so that we can possess it as humans and cling to it, but so that we can be part of what God is up to. This is the power of Pentecost. It's kind of like the air that we breathe. Think about when you take a big inhale. What if every time you took a breath, you thought that it was just for you? Air was just to fill your lungs. But air isn't like that, right? We all share it. We share God's air. Can we breathe together? The Holy Spirit has been neglected by a lot of Christian theology, okay? And it's sometimes seen as the awkward third wheel of the Trinity. Like if God and Jesus are out of the office, then the the Holy Spirit will be able to receive you and meet with you. The church as a whole has suffered, though, from this imbalanced theology. God pouring out the Holy Spirit shows just how important the Spirit of God is, how ready it is to sweep through us, and how empowered we will be to speak in new ways that keep the story of Jesus going. Jesus lives on in our tongues of fire. And this was kind of a baptism for this early community, if you will. We often think of the Holy Spirit as something that we just privately connect to, our own inhale, our own breath. And we often think of baptism as our own private moment in faith. So much of Christianity emphasizes this private individual relationship with God. Jesus died for me, right? But it's not just about you or me. Because this scene from Acts shows us that it's not just about an individual relationship with Jesus. It's about being part of a community that gets swept up in the spirit of God. They are never the same again. And they also start to speak in strange languages. I know, suspend all your logical cynicism and just imagine it. Suddenly you hear all these different languages. This miracle has so many meanings because suddenly what I think the biggest meaning is is that they're able to connect with each other in ways that they couldn't before through the power of God. They can speak the language of God, and they can hear the language of God, which apparently doesn't just sound like their native tongue. Did you know that God speaks all languages, not just English? Thank the Lord, right? And it's really, it's not even about just one language or another or how perfect the grammar is or how eloquent the words are. None of that matters to the Holy Spirit. I imagine that there were grunts and giggles and lisps and gasps 
because it was more about the language of the heart of God, which isn't always pretty and eloquent. It's about the language of the heart that's able to communicate between chasms of social division. Now they could see and hear each other in ways that they could not before. It's kind of like that phrase, you're speaking my language. You know when you're talking with someone and they really just seem to get how you like to be communicated with. It's that kind of power that Pentecost gives us. It's the ability to speak another's language. Isn't that important? That God gives us this gift? So much of human communication gets lost in translation, right? But through the Pentecost, through the Holy Spirit, we can see, speak, and hear in ways that God dictates, not us. And then we understand our common ground, our common language, our common connection to Christ. We remember that we're not alone in life. We're not just one inhale, a lone singular being. We're part of something bigger than us. And then we are baptized into the work of the gospel. We are made new as a community. We are changed. The Holy Spirit empowers us. And so then our lives look differently after it leaves us transformed. It's that divine spark that she talked about in the video. It's a flame that the world can try to dim but it can never be extinguished. So on this Pentecost slide, I wonder what the Holy Spirit wants to bring us. I wonder what traditions need transforming. I wonder what language needs expanding. I wonder how our ears need to be tuned to hear in new ways. I wonder how our eyes need to see each other differently. And I wonder what the Holy Spirit will empower us to do. That's the big one. We got work ahead. <laughs> What will the Spirit empower us to do? Who will we be created to be? There, in Psalm 104, the Holy Spirit's been around even before the Pentecost, and the Psalms show, show the Spirit too. So I love this Psalm. Hear, hear this, this Psalm, Psalm 104. All creatures look to you to give them their food at the proper time. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are satisfied with good things. When you hide their, your face, they are terrified. When you take away their breath, they die and return to the dust. 
This is the important line. When you send your spirit, they are created. And you renew the face of the ground. We are created in the Holy Spirit. Who we think we are as individuals and a community becomes transformed when the Spirit gets a hold of us. Suddenly we get our spark back. We remember what God has called us to do. We have the courage and the strength that comes from somewhere other than us. We have new dreams, new inspirations. We hear each other differently. We see each other differently. Our voices sound different, speaking the language of God's heart. We become multilingual in the spirit of God. We have new abilities that we could have never created on our own. This is a blessing for Pentecost Day and it's written by someone named Jan Richardson. And I love Jan, you're gonna hear me quote her a lot. So, hear, hear this, this blessing. This is the blessing we cannot speak by ourselves. This is the blessing we cannot summon by our own devices. We cannot shape to our own purpose, cannot bend to our own will. This is the blessing that comes when we leave behind our aloneness when we gather together, when we turn toward one another. This is the blessing that blazes among us when we speak the words strange to our ears, when we listen into the chaos, when we breathe together at last. I wanna show you a piece of artwork, if I can find my clicker. Let's see, oh, there it is, okay. Thank you. So this is, um, this is an undated, untitled painting, um, a Korean rendering of the Holy Spirit. And I love it because it shows that God really is breathing out God's Spirit on us. So this is a really creative way to think about it. And you can see all the people responding to this Spirit from God. The Holy Spirit is a communal gift. It's not just your individual superpower. It's something we get to share. So, as we, as we consider how the Spirit will shape us, We're gonna have a few moments of silence. The band will start to play. And we're just gonna to be together. You can check in, feel your feet on the ground. 
And I want you to see if you can feel your connection to the Holy Spirit in this place. And then I'll close us in prayer. Oh God, thank you for sending your spirit. We're so thankful that the story didn't end thousands of years ago. That you're still moving, you're still breathing, you're still transforming us. Thank you, God. Sweep through our hearts, O Holy Spirit. Help us to speak new languages, understand others with your language, and get excited about the work that you are calling us to do. Thank you for your everlasting divine spark. May it burn in our hearts forever.